0: Welcome, everybody. It's Hawkeye Talk with Jimmy Hawk, Season 2, Episode 29. Got some fun things to talk about today. Two basketball games for Fran McCaffrey squad. Uh, NC Central and Alabama State. Not exactly the upper echelon of college basketball, but they're getting the young guys a lot of experience, getting the reserves, a lot of playing time, and seeing a lot of good things from these players. So that's been exciting. Going to hit on each, each one of those games, just a, a few-minute segments. And then... Going to talk about Iowa versus Illinois, preview that game a little bit. Uh, Brett Bielema, the big news there, he tested positive for COVID shortly after getting his booster shot. He's not going to be able to make the trip to Iowa City. That was going to be a big storyline, former Hawkeye player, former Hawkeye coach coming back to Iowa City. Now the storyline is he can't make it to Iowa City with COVID. So interesting there and how that may impact this football game. So let's get to it and talk a little Fran McCaffrey, Iowa basketball, and Iowa football. Well, on Tuesday night, the Hawkeyes took on North Carolina Central. They were a bit more of a test than I was expecting, but the Hawkeyes pulled away in the end. Winning 86-69, NC Central was coming in 0-2. The last outing was a 40-point loss to Memphis. Jordan Bohannon came in, needing just two three-point baskets to become the Big Ten's all-time leader in three-pointers made. He hit his first. Three-pointer, kept firing, couldn't buy a basket. Ended up just 1 of 9 from behind the arc in 25 minutes, 1 of 10 overall. Let's not worry about that. He's going to hit one the next game, and then he can move on and not have to worry about that record anymore. Well, early in this game, the Hawkeyes were giving up way too many layups. I kept waiting for the defense to tighten up, but it went, went on until halftime and then some. North Carolina Central shot 58% in the first half. The Hawkeyes were also getting their layups, points in transition. But the defense kind of flipped around in the second half when Fran McCaffrey went with a lineup of Aaron Eulis, Tony Perkins, Connor McCaffrey, Keegan Murray, and Philip Rebracha. They played a 12-minute stretch where they had a plus-15 rating, meaning they outscored NC Central by 15 points during that stretch. It was the difference in the game. Those guys did a great job. Keegan Murray was just unbelievable in this game. 27 points, 21 rebounds, 4 blocked shots. He's the first major conference player to score 27+, plus, rebound 21+, and have 4 more blocked shots since 2007. Those were career highs in points and rebounds for Murray. His brother Chris was out sick, didn't play, and it would have been really interesting to see his athleticism against this very athletic NC Central team who had nine transfers, and most of those transfers were seniors and juniors, so really veteran guys. Well, Murray wasn't the only one with a career high. Aaron Euliss and Tony Perkins both scored career highs in this game with 12 and 13, respectively. They also played great defense, got some steals. Perkins had three steals. They rebounded the basketball well. Really aggressive out there. They pushed it in transition. Also, Perkins hit two three-pointers. Ulis had one. And it was great to see them bury some shots from outside the three-point line. That's going to be huge for this team this year. If those guys can come off the bench and hit three-pointers. Patrick McCaffrey continues to look good scoring in transition. Cutting to the basket. He had one of four three-pointers it was a swish it was a really good shot so hopefully he can keep working on that it's gonna be fun to see a six nine guy drill on those threes he seems to really get a nice assist or two every game too and 15 points for patty mack so good game for him joe tucson continues to show flashes he had a bit of a rough shooting game he was one of five his one basket was a nice jump shot uh, it was a fadeaway in the lane so let's see Joe continue to, to improve. He was a little bit out of control at times, but he's, he has done some really good things this year. And Connor McCaffrey, instrumental in the comeback for the second unit, plus Murray and Rabacha there. Connor hit two free throws. That was it in the scoring column, but he had three rebounds, three assists. Just continues to be a great leader on the court. Well, next up for the Hawkeyes was Alabama State. They were coming off a 68-60 to 60 loss. Iowa State in Ames, coming in with an 0-3 record. Well, let's just face it, Alabama State is not a good basketball team. But the thing that really struck me watching this game is they have some athletes, they have some guys who can shoot the basketball. They ended up shooting well from three. They just don't play any defense, and they don't rebound the basketball. They don't box out. And those are just two things that take hustle, determination, fundamentals, Those guys just didn't seem to have a care in the world when it came to defense or rebounding. Jordan Bohannon broke the record for made three-pointers by a Big Ten player, previously held by John Diebler of Ohio State. He was four of eight from three in the game. Kudos to him. Now he can move on to just focus on playing basketball, making threes. I really do like him being at that two-guard spot this year, hunting three-point shots. Just think if C.J. Frederick came back this year and got injured, as he is with Kentucky, Fran wouldn't have asked J-Bo to come back in all likelihood, and Iowa wouldn't be with a sharp-shooting three-point guy. Uh, Just injury-prone. I feel bad for C.J. Frederick. But great to have Bohannon back and have a guy that can drill threes from all over the court. Overall, the Hawkeyes shot 52% from the field in this game. ASU got hot late, ended up shooting 49% and 46 from three. Hawkeyes broke the record for the most three point baskets made in a game. That's just amazing with, with these guys. It's not like they have a bunch of big three point shooters back on this team, but they made 23s. Previous record was 19. They've hit 19 a couple of times in the past, but 23s on 44 attempts, a very solid 45.5% percentage. And the Hawkeyes continue to do well from the free throw line. They missed a couple last night, but 12 of 16 out rebounded ASU, 44 to 27. The Hawkeyes tallied 18 offensive rebounds in this game. And the Hawkeyes with 28 assists and 10 turnovers. So nice job there. Keegan Murray is very, very good. I mean, he is exceeding all expectations this year. Never thought anybody could come close to replacing Luka Garza. Didn't expect that. Just And his numbers are very comparable. It's just amazing what he's doing. He was 10 of 16 shooting in this game, made a couple of three-point baskets on five attempts, six rebounds, four assists, 26 points for Keegan, one shy of his career high of 27. I believe that came in the prior game. And his brother Chris, he was sick in the previous game. He came off the bench, scored 17 points, shot three of five from three-point range, showed some nice moves underneath the basket and had eight rebounds. So I think we're going we're gonna to have a lot of Fun watching Chris as he continues to develop as well. Very athletic like his brother Keegan. Peyton Sanford off the bench was 5 of 12 from three-point land. The freshman really letting it rip. He scored 21 points. And he's getting confident. Just awesome to see him not afraid to just sling it whenever he's open. Bohannon had 12 points all from his three-four three four three-pointers. Joe Toussaint really looked good. He was 2 of 2 from 3 in this game. And that will just be huge. If he could help spread the defenses, get them you know, away from Keegan Murray a little bit with his three-point shooting, he had a double-double, 11 points and 11 assists. Great game by Joe Toussaint, and, and really fun to watch him continue to get better. Philip Rebracha hit his first three as a guy, but he only took two shots and scored five points in this game. They need to get him to be more aggressive out there. You know, He was a big part of the offense at North Dakota. And I'd like to see him start looking to score more. Uh, had a couple other guys playing center. Gundalay played. Uh, the, the, the freshman, Riley Mulvey, was out there a little bit. Just good to get those guys some extended time. Perkins and Ulis weren't really clicking as much against ASU, but you know they're young guys. They're going to have their ups and downs. They'll be back. Glad that they're getting some extensive minutes early in the season. Well, that's it for basketball this week. The Hawkeyes scored 108 points in the win over Alabama State. And they're looking good, but competition is going to continue to get better as the season goes on. Now, let's talk a little Iowa football. On Saturday, the Hawkeyes will face border rival Illinois without head coach Brett Bielema. He'll be watching from home after testing positive for COVID. There's three things I want to cover quickly today. First off, how is Bielema doing in year one as Illinois coach? Then, who to look for on Saturday? Who are the key players for Illinois? And finally, what is my prediction for the big game on Saturday? Well, in Bielema's first game as Illinois head coach, it was week zero. It was a conference game against Nebraska, rival in the Big Ten West, And Bielema got the win, 30-22 over Frost in his fourth year. Frost just not living up to expectations in Lincoln. Kind of a classic game, and Big Brett with a big win. They followed that up with a seven-point loss to UTSA. University of Texas San Antonio seemed really bad at the time. UTSA is now 10-0, so maybe not such a bad loss after all. They did get handled pretty easily, 42-14 by Virginia in a road game. Followed that up with a... 3 point loss to Maryland, not a good look there. Took Purdue down to the wire but lost 13 to 9. So good defense in that game by by Illinois and then they beat Charlotte 24-14. Got blanked at home by Wisconsin. It's just a complete roller coaster ride this season for Illinois. The next week they upset Penn State at Happy Valley 20 to 18. I believe it was 9 overtimes. Neither team could make a 2 point conversion and end that game. Finally it did nine overtimes and then they fell to Rutgers 20 to 14 before upsetting then ranked six and two Minnesota 14 to six a couple things stand out in all of that Illinois has a pretty good defense at least they don't let teams in the end zone much and they have a pretty darn bad offense in other words Illinois fits right in with the Big Ten West Well, Iowa is number 12 in total defense, and Illinois just 75. But what they've done well, as I stated, was keeping teams out of the end zone. Iowa's ranked 7th in scoring defense to 34 for Illinois. They give up some yards, but they do a pretty darn good job of limiting teams to field goals and punts. Defensive coordinator Ryan Walters, he's in the top 10 nationally in pay. He's doing his job. Ilama is paying him handsomely. To get that defense in order. And the defense is allowing 13 points fewer this year compared to last year. So, you know, they've he's turned it around pretty quickly there. In total offense, it's painful to say but the Hawkeyes are ranked 124th out of 130 teams. Illinois is 116. Really close there if you look at the total yardage. Illinois is 124th in passing offense to 108 for Iowa. And Illinois just wants to line it up and run it right at you. They have a couple of good running backs, one especially. And oftentimes, they run out seven linemen and just try to overpower teams. Peters started the year at quarterback. He was hurt in the Nebraska game. Sitkowski took over. Um, He's played a lot of snaps. Both guys have about 700 yards passing. Peters was back in the last game, which was two weeks ago. Don't forget, Illinois is coming off a bye week. In that game, Peters was 7 of 9 for 80 yards when they upset Minnesota. Chase Brown, running back for Illinois, rushed for 147 yards on 32 carries. They're really relying on him, especially late in the season. The second leading rusher in that game was Peters. He had 7 for 21 yards. He's not afraid to tuck it and run. As I said, both Peters and Sitkowski pretty even on the season. Brown has 850 yards rushing. McRae 491. He's had some big games, not so much lately. So just be watching for Chase Brown getting 30-plus snaps, uh, or carries, I should say, on Saturday. He's 13th nationally, averaging 106 yards per game. As far as wide receivers, Isaiah, Isaiah Williams, he's the leading receiver, 38 catches, 376 yards. Illinois hasn't been passing much, so his numbers have been really down of late. Tight end Barker has 14 catches for 166 yards, leads and receiving touchdowns with four. The 18th-ranked Hawkeyes have a seven-game winning streak against the Illini. There was a a spell before the division realignment that Iowa and Illinois didn't play for a while. Illinois' last win against the Hawkeyes is 2008. Really interesting with Bielema, the former Hawkeye nose guard, not being able to make the trip. He was also, don't forget, on the Hawkeye coaching staff under both Hayden Fry and Kirk Ferentz from 1994. 2001. Wide receiver coach George McDonald will be acting head coach this week. Bielema said the players really respect him, as do the coaches, of course, and he wanted the coordinators to be focused on what they do week in and week out, and not add head coach responsibilities to them. I really like that line of thinking. Kirk Ferris was asked what he would do in that situation, and he joked, I'm irreplaceable. Good to see a little humor from the captain. Well, it's another big one this week. The Hawks are still tied for the lead in the Big Ten West, although Wisconsin holds that head-to-head tiebreaker. The Hawks just have to keep winning and see how things play out. I'm picking another win for the Hawkeyes on Saturday. But another hard-fought game with Illinois rushing for 150 yards but passing for under 100. I think the Hawkeyes can maybe get a pick or two in this game. Illinois' rushing defense is not a top-tier rushing defense like we've seen. They're ranked 71 out of 130 teams. I think Good's going to get some yards along with Gavin Williams in this game. So look for a, a big game by Padilla as well. Uh, he should be starting again on Saturday and if get that rushing game going. He's going to get some play action uh, going. He's going he's to complete some passes, running, uh, rolling out, passing on the move, which he seems to be really good at. So I'm picking the Hawkeyes, 27, Illinois 14. Another big win for the Hawks. Get to win number nine on the season, eight in a row against Illinois. Go Hawks!